You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. Oneofus.net and all of the shows on it are 100% subscriber supported. Please consider becoming a subscriber to oneofus.net. Keep the site and all of our great shows going and get some terrific bonus content as well. All right, we got that out of our system. Whew. Let's talk about good stuff, because we're just going to go through this as quickly as possible. I mean, people can pause a little bit to talk about certain movies they want to or certain shows and that stuff, but we're going to do our best of lists. So, uh, you know what? London, you've been very quiet. I'm going to let you start off first. Okay, let me put down the book I was reading. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Bradley, you affected another person. It's <laughs> okay. the most pretentious way to start a sentence. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of hard to beat that. We get it, you read. Let me put down this high literature. <laughs> Let me put down this takeout menu. <laughs> you know what's funny? I was looking no, at the takeout menu. No, that's Thai literature. <laughs> <laughs> saying that. I mean, that is technically a book. Oh, look, huh? Sushi. Booklet. But anyway, go ahead, buddy. Okay, okay. So, all right. So I'm going to start with something that I'm sure none of you guys heard of, but it did have a wide release. The Kid Who Would Be King. Oh. Yeah. Woo. Woo. Wait, is this your is this your best list? <laughs> this is the best list. Out of okay. out of how much? Out of, oh, ten? out of ten. <laughs> okay. It's at the bottom. So, okay, so ten. Yeah, Got yeah, it. this is number ten. This is number ten. So, I picked this one because I really like the message. I mean, it's Arthurian. The story is Arthurian tale, modern day Arthurian tale. Kids find King Arthur's sword. Blah blah blah. They fight Morgana. Everything, but. I just like the message because it's a positive outlook on children in the future. And I think that's something that's important to the world. So that's that. Um, I actually had a different number one for this one. I actually had Arctic at first. But because of Nick's response, I um, <laughs> I changed it to Spider-Man Far From Home. <laughs> <laughs> really on your best? Yeah, yeah because it's best. fucking really, great. You know what? I really like the romance between Mary Jane and uh, Peter Parker. I thought it was really cute. I thought they had such great chemistry. And... Honestly, I think it's the best romance in Marvel. <laughs> it's it's one of the only romances in Marvel. Yeah, it's fair really enough. the only one we get to see, that's for sure. Piece? Yeah, so it's actually developed properly. So, Okay, so the next one is, Brad, we reviewed this together, Burn. Uh, yeah, Burn was great. Yeah, Burn was great. You know what? Burn was, it, it, it's a thriller about um, a, a gas station gets robbed, and they're like, you know, they're all dealing with it. And it's just it's an excellent bottle film, and... I watched it the first time I enjoyed it, but as I thought about it more and more, I liked it more and more. And hey, Brad, interesting note. The lead actress is Australian. Oh. oh did cool. not did not tell the accident at all. Totally was, she was no, like, she, oh. she's, yeah, totally sells the film too about being a socially awkward weirdo who wants to know people, and I enjoyed it very much. That yeah, film. yeah. So that's so why I like that. And um, Okay, another controversial pick, Alita Battle Angel. Yes! Wow. What? That's I enjoyed that movie. movie. I love your list so yeah. far. <laughs> <laughs> what? I can't wait to see where Frozen 2 is. Oh, I should have prefaced this at first. I wanted to pick things I thought no one else would be on no one else's list so so everyone I mean, can You're have. right so far, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, like, why, though, bro? That movie sucked. <laughs> because it has some great CG, some great action scenes, and a pretty okay story. And Kristoff yeah. fucking Wolf. I like, I like the aspects. Although it has no ending. No, I like certain aspects. Oh, no, it does. It's just really bad. No, I like certain aspects of it. I like the Romeo and Juliet thing. I like the class warfare that they had, you know, and I, or, or actually race warfare. Oh, class and race warfare together. And it goes hardcore. No, yeah, it doesn't. You know, and I think... Oh, yeah, I mean, they tear a person oh, what are you talking about? Uh, okay, I don't think this is a spoiler, but you know all those posters with the blood on oh her face? Oh my god. It's blood dog blood. Hardcore as fuck. It's yeah. dog blood. I have, you know, I, I talked about live, but like, I don't think I've ever just been in shock. Then, like, when I found out, yeah, that that whole, like, face paint thing, that that, like, the war paint. Is dog blood? <laughs> <laughs> well, nah, she's guys, a robot. Right. She's not it's, gonna get the rabies. The remains of a dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Not like, even John know, Wick would do that. That apparently that that, that they do that. Well, the well, point is that you know, she, mercy. the person she was fighting was a threat, and you know the dog being killed is like, well, I can't do anything, and and improve that in a battle, she really couldn't have done anything because she would have gotten killed if she tried to save the dog. So. You know, that's. I think it. It just shows how cruel the world is. So I, I can understand. Oh yeah, no. I just think it's insane that in all the promotional materials, she is literally wearing dog blood. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
there's, there's, there's a metal. person who's been separated into several jars. Oh, yeah, that's true. Look, I'm going to say this straight up. What a great way to fuck over uh, American audiences by having all these news outlets post that photo. So all the anime fans going, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, and, and by the way, the lead actress, she's really good. I thought that she, um... She's a amazing actress, but that great. movie sucks. Yeah, I think the like, I actually really really enjoyed the movie. I think it's one of the better live action anim, anime adaptations, and that, I know the whole bar. the best one. Uh, the best one, one is Speed Racer. Fuck Speed Racer! I don't give a fuck about Speed Racer. Is a piece of Speed Racer's better than Elite of Battle Angel. No, it fucking is it. Anyway, have you guys ever done drugs? The rest of your list. Okay, and number six, Jumanji Next Level. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I love your list, London. I'm gonna I'm gonna step back for a minute. I'll be right back. Yeah, so I can beat your ass. <laughs> I just I, I liked it. I mean, I think I was surprised because it, it was exactly the same experience I had watching the first one. I thought it was gonna be terrible. Oh, I'm and then I went to go <laughs> see it, and I was like, oh, this is really good. And then I saw. This <laughs> And then I see this one. I was like, oh, it's a sequel. This looks bad. And I'm like, oh, it's a charming really too. <laughs> I like it. I don't, were you um were you like me where like the second half was better than the first half? Um, let me think about that. Just like when when the character change thing kind of happens. Oh wait, oh when they when they switch back, you mean the the body switching thing or which one? Yeah. Oh. I thought I liked it. I liked I liked the second half better than the first half. I just didn't really like the new. Oh yeah, no, I could see personas it. or whatever. Yeah, the, the only you know, no, yeah, no, I could see what you're saying. Yeah, I think when they were when they were the regular cells, it was better. Okay. So yeah, I, yeah. I can give you that. But overall, I still enjoyed it. The only thing that I've complained with, and this is a little bit of a spoiler, Aquafina shows up. Oh, she does. And <laughs> I wish she was more in it because she was really good. <laughs> I think her. Yeah, she was. Like her prefer, like she plays certain characters better than the other characters. <laughs> Fair <laughs> so. enough. Yeah, honestly, Aquafina is like good in anything yeah, so far. Yeah, really no. She gives one of the greatest performances of the year in the farewell. No, yeah, definitely. Anyway, nice. uh, keep going. Okay, and number five, Happy Death Day to you. Yeah. <laughs> wow, oh, you are yeah. really picking something like that's that on anyone's list. <laughs> like you know, the movies polite. are supposed to be great, right? Like this is like the <laughs> best of the year. Like, he, he probably thought they were good. Okay, no, listen. When I when I made this, I figured everyone else is gonna have all the other. Were you drunk? I'm pick the ones that no one else is gonna think. <laughs> I still like. Let him know. have his list. Yeah, God, come on. Yeah, leave him alone. Yeah. And besides, I still I do generally enjoy these. And Happy Death Day to you, I, I enjoyed because it was a complete departure from the first one. I mean, except for it's a still a core comedy, but they did something different, which I think oh, they, instead of being you know just a just a generic sequel, they actually made it. They did something different. It, it kind of reminded me of uh, like Army of Darkness and Evil and uh, the Evil Dead. Evil Dead 2. It's like, oh, they did a sequel which is completely different than what they were doing from the first one. So, that's what, like I said, that's what I enjoyed about it. And I still love the lead. I think she's great. Uh, the, the character plays Tree. I like the... The only thing I, I wished was... I like I wish there was more interaction from the other characters. Because I think everyone was so much more fun yeah. and had great chemistry together. But, you know, either way, I think I, I still enjoyed it for what it was. So Okay. And it was, and yeah, also I, like the, the, I like the boyfriend, too. Yeah, it was a great romance, too. I like the... Uh, rom- okay, okay. know about me. I like romance. I like romantic stories. I'm a big softy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah, you seem like you fuck, yeah? Same. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that makes me think of, that makes me think of Jared. He fucks. <laughs> All right. <laughs> From Silicon Valley, to make more of uh, Anyway. Okay. All right, yes. Anyway, so number four is, I'm actually going to pick a song, uh, an album, a musical album. Um, it's of Monsters and Men, Fever Dream. Ooh, I love uh, Monsters and Men. It's a great um, band. Yeah, I, you know what? I haven't liked any of their other stuff, but this year, this album killed it. I mean, when they came out with Alligator, I was like, wow, this is really good. And I listened to the rest of the album, like, this whole album is great. All right, fair enough. <laughs> Every song sounds genuinely unique from the other. All their videos are phenomenal. Like, they're always weird, surreal, you know, crazy, um, just, I, I don't know, like monsters and demons and stuff, but it's just... And it, it goes completely well with the songs, and I just, I really, I just, I love this album. Like, I could, yeah, this is, uh, I put this up there with um, my uh, best song of the year. But, um, okay, moving on, number three, and I'm sorry, it's probably on someone else's list, but Us. Hey, uh, Us is great. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. It's okay. I love Us, I mean, um, the, the PD, yeah, okay, that's fine. 
<laughs> I'll let your doppelganger, your doppelganger can handle it. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, which is why I never watched that movie. Look, we need more <laughs> movies that do not focus on the details too much. You know, uh, well, like Six Underground movies. is on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know you're being. F- I'm not being funny. I love, I love us. I, I, and I, I do think films don't need to focus on every single detail. No, I, the thing is, I agree because like one movie that I really enjoy too from the past is Enemy. You know, and it's like they didn't. We don't even understand. Fuck you, man. But, yeah, Sorry, but, buddy, but go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's a great I point like you bring up, Lun. Uh, well, yeah. What the fuck's going on? What happened? <laughs> Did someone's boat just capsize on the <laughs> Okay, that I might be me. It is thunderstorming like crazy out right now. I'm just palpitating right now because we just brought up Enemy. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, great performance by Depeta Nyong'o. I liked the direction, and I thought the I thought the um, story was pretty interesting. So there. All right. Yeah, no, um, I agree with you. Uh, I I actually haven't heard that point brought up as much. Like, you know, not all art needs to fully make sense. And comparing it to Enemy really actually is making me sort of warm up more on the movie because I I really did have some hurdles with the ending. Yeah, no, because I think what what people said they wanted they keep trying to make sense. Oh, it could be this, could be this. Like, guys, it doesn't freaking matter. Well, like the movie makes film. sense. It 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 just kind of falls apart, and it kind of like it gives away its twist in the first five seconds. Like I knew well, what yeah. was happening like immediately. Like it was not even oh, I agree. a surprise. No, I mean it didn't have that scene where like this scientist comes in like actually I've been creating these clones for many generations, da, 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 da. or you know so they have like aliens show up, or you know a demon comes through a portal like ha ha, you know they didn't have that. <laughs> it's just like it just this shit happened, whatever, you know. Wait, are we talking about the end of I Frankenstein? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> all right. Speaking of crazy fantasy stories, um, I'm gonna pick one that uh, I think. I don't know if we, I don't know if I saw this with, but Tigers are not afraid. Oh, that was great! Yeah, yeah. I heard that movie's fantastic. Yeah, it was uh, oh, you, me, and Brad. I think right. That's right. Okay. All right, cool. Yeah, no man, this movie was intense. This movie was profound, and it made me feel like I don't ever want to go to Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? If, yeah, hey, hey, you know, and these kids, immigrants, oh, come on over, man. You know, this is what she's got to deal with. All right, come here, come here. <laughs> I get it, I get it, go on. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a good movie that's kind of like, um, I mean, trying to compare it to Pan's Labyrinth is very, like, typical, but it kind of is, where it's like the whole, like, mixing the fantasy with the real to show, like, sometimes the worst monsters in the world are the ones who are not fantasy kind of yeah. thing. Man. Yeah, well, it's it kind of comes up with this concept that, like, um, what was it, like truth, like they say, truth is stranger than fiction. I think truth is crueler than fiction because it felt it felt so real. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. like, there's no fantasy that can make this any better. <laughs> it's just like yeah. God, this world is so terrible. But yeah, but uh, and I'm gonna pick one that might be on everyone else's list too. But I have to do it, and everyone knows it's gonna be Rocket Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's gonna be a long, long. Time. I don't know why I thought you were gonna say the Rocketeer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, Rocketeer on Disney Kids. That's his favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> is that a real movie? Rocketeer? Yeah, Rocketeer from yeah. back yes. in the, the 80s or so, right? Or? Oh, okay. 90s. 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 Yeah, it was early 90s. It had Jennifer Connelly and I don't even know the lead is. It probably <laughs> looks guy. like an 80s movie, though. In fact, yes. Well, Rocket no, yes. it looks timeless. <laughs> Not like an 80s movie. <laughs> but, but anyways, Rocket Man. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Rocket Man, Taron Edgerton. Oh my God, man, you're the man. Um, I love the music. I even love the new song that Elton John won at the Golden Globes. Yes, he deserved it. The song was great. I love the message of the movie. I love the. I love the way it's handled the biopic. It wasn't just this is follow the this is go with the template. No, they made a musical, and I'm like, yes, that's what you do. Take take elements of the of the songs and just turn it into you know a, a storyline from that. And it made me understand why Elton John is great. Like, I always liked this music, but now this may be like, oh, now I see why people connect to it. I get it now. And I think that's something that this movie really has can, you know, it can add to its name, you know, so. Did this movie make you respect Elton John? No, no, I already respected him. I just didn't understand why he was so, you know, I, I didn't get it. Like, his music was like, I like it, but I never thought too much about it. This mo- this, mo- this music actually made me, this movie made me connect and understand and, and think critically about his music. Fair enough. Cool. Nice. 
Yeah, no, I really enjoyed that movie, too. I, I've grown to like it a bit more since we reviewed it, to be fair. So. I just recently watched it to round out my top ten, and it didn't make my top ten, but fuck is that movie good. That Crocodile Rock sequence is oh, amazing. That's oh, that, that was amazing. Yeah. I, I, I had that on loop for a while after we watched it. So. <laughs> oh, the, the Rocket Man sequence, you know, he just you just see him pass out, get up, and just go through that whole motion until he gets back on stage. My cousin just came, like, off work. <laughs> and walked in during the Rocket Man sequence was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Julian, do you want to go next and we can poop on your list too? <laughs> I mean, you can try, oh but my list is pretty fucking solid. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. It's Teflon. Uh, at, I mean, I can make it pretty quick. Uh, one through ten are Frozen 2. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, what's Max got to talk about? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> I know, right? So, hold on. I got a bunch of extra movies on here. It's loading like a PS1 game. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess... PS2 when you started up and you're hoping that it... <laughs> okay. Uh, so, I guess my number 10 movie is uh, Ad Astra. Uh, I know a okay. lot of people Ooh. did not like it, yeah. but uh, me, I I <laughs> really okay. liked it. I I thought that it was really well shot. I it kind of had like some Black Mirror sprinkled in there, you know, being in this fucked up future, and I thought it was a cool ride, and I thought it had great effects too. And I guess I'm kind of a sucker for space movies with really clean effects. Yeah, and all Brad the Pitt's incredible in that movie. Yeah, I agree with that. What were you going to say, Justin? Oh, I was just saying, all, all the visual stuff was the best part of the movie, for sure. Yeah. And, and I, I don't know, man. I thought the action was... I thought it was really well thought out, and I thought it was a lot of fun to watch, and I was on the that edge of my seat for a lot of it. That sequence with the Space Pirates was very uh, Mad Max Fury Road. That, and I think that the opening action Moon scene, Pirates. where he's falling from a satellite, was really oh, fucking yeah. intense. Cool. Like, that is yeah. really, really fun. The, I, those things are really cool. In between the parts where it's trying to be spa- Terrence Malick in space. <laughs> what's wrong with Terrence that? Terrence Malick in space is a compliment. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's I will wrong definitely with say that? The, oh, <laughs> listen. That to, to some is a compliment. To me, hell fucking no. It means yeah. it's boring a little bit. I'm not seen yes. the movie, but I really part of me wants to because I really do like movies like Interstellar. So I'm like, maybe it'll be good. It's it's no, really I think great. You would I, think, I think I think it's not like Interstellar. Brings a lot to it. What about The Martian? Because people have been comparing those two. Oh. It's no, it's, they're not the same. They're definitely not the same. It's no, closer no, to like Apocalypse Now or like Solaris. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think Martian is way more fun. Solaris is a, uh, Dude, I saw I saw Ed Astra in 4D, and uh, it, when when he's falling off the uh, the thing in space, that shit was crazy. It was like a roller coaster <laughs> in the sea. 4D? It's like blowing blowing air on your face and oh, like spinning okay. your chair around and vibrating X. and shit. Yeah, I saw like the first yeah. half. That was I saw weird. The first half of Ed Astra where we were like taking off on a plane, and so like the falling sequence of him was a little jarring because of that. I was just like, ah. Nice. <laughs> that must have been awesome. <laughs> a little scary because I'm not I'm not a big fan of heights either. So like watching that was just like making my stomach turn. That's so funny. He was going yeah. down while you were going up. But like it's still the feeling of like your stomach dropping, <laughs> and so it still happens, and you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm holding on for dear life right now. I, I will say the movie peaked at the killer ape sequence, though. Yeah. So. Oh my gosh. Oh. I love space chimps. Yes, you're number nine, Julian. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I, I think most people are going to have it on their list, unless their name is Nick. Uh, Avengers Endgame. It was everything I wanted. Uh, I think the writing is just so fucking good. I went back and rewatched it with some of my roommates, and I was just taken aback by how smart all the writing is. Like, all these characters talk, and you don't doubt it for a second. It is... It's surprisingly believable for some fucking people wearing spandex running around. The character balance is really good in that movie. It just barely cracked out of my top ten, but I I liked it more than Infinity War. I know I'm in the minority on that. I'm with you on that. I I just thought the ending. I'm with you. Yeah. The the ending was just so satisfying. I think that the thing Mm -hmm. is, the only thing I have with the movie, it, it feels like, yeah, you can't top this. I mean, we're done. 
Like, hey, give Shang-Chi a chance. <laughs> well, apparently Alita Battle Angel tops it for you, but that's besides the point. <laughs> Jesus I'm not going to let that go, dude. That fucking that bloody dog I movie. I picked stuff anyway. intentionally that no one else would pick. I was being polite. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and he I still it. don't understand your logic. Number eight, <laughs> Jojo Rabbit. Talked hey. about it already a little bit. I think it's a great throwback to a bunch of... Uh, Fuck, what's his name? Uh, Mel Brooks movies. I think that he really has an attention to detail with the comedy in this movie. And it feels a lot like War, where it... Kind of similar to how I feel about another movie I'll mention on this list. Like, it, you kind of, like, mature with the movie. And I, I really think that all the acting was great. I think that it's subtle and it gets across a lot of information in really clever ways. I wonder if I'm right about which one uh, you're referring to that's similar. But uh, we'll find well, out. let's find out. Yeah. Uh, my number seven movie is uh, Midsommar. Uh, that movie, in a word, metal. That movie is metal oh, as fuck. I thought you could say boring. Fuck. <laughs> no. I was going to say That long. movie is metal as fuck, and I love it. it. It's fucking gross. It's shit your mom doesn't want to watch. It's great. I cannot praise that. Yeah, because she wants to wake <laughs> Is it really like gardening? <laughs> unbelievably, like, mundane for, like, two-thirds of the movie. Yeah, I, I think that There's elderly people committing suicide it's is mundane. It's literally the same movie yeah. as The Wicker Man, the entire way. Yeah. That's a little like, different. Like, I can respect you the know cinematography better. and the acting in it, but it wasn't really for me. I just felt It's not bored, a thriller. But... It's not a horror movie. It's a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> About Sweden? <laughs> yeah, it, honestly. This is my favorite fire festival. I mean, because <laughs> you're, you're watching it, and it's like, oh, okay, they're they're going, they're discovering this new culture, they're learning a lot of stuff about it. The first time there's violence, like, oh, okay, I get it, I understand it. And then the movie just kind of keeps going, and then it's like, well, it's the last thirty minutes, y'all. Let's just go. No, it was it, get out for white people. It, it, yeah, it, it kind of was in a way. You're not wrong. Like, I don't want to spoil it, but I just, I kind of was real, like, I was into it the whole time, but. Near the end, there's a moment where it the whole ritual, everything is in motion, and one of the characters doesn't want to be there, but her reaction uh, in her eyes is negative, but like you're just you're just a cog in the machine now. And I thought that that was horrifying. And it was really effective. Oh, yeah, that's an amazing performance, by the way. Yeah, yeah. The lead performance, she fucking knocks it out of the park. I I think if I had any issue with the movie, I felt like everybody but her was very underdeveloped and seemed very one note, almost to a Friday the 13th. I disagree. I thought that there was one. There is some characters. There is some characters in that movie who are, you think you know them, and they're actually really just the asshole you thought that they were. And I mean, there was. And I, there was like some moments where like I felt like they should have reacted differently to stuff, but that was just me. Where yeah. I was kind of like, why aren't they reacting to this? It's because they were tripping on mushrooms. Oh, I agree. <laughs> there was a guy that went to an island where there was people who did not want to be fucked with. He still went there. He got shot off an arrow and still kept on going. Okay, I don't know what that is. <laughs> uh, what are you referencing? On to my number six, uh, yeah. Joker. Uh, I, uh, I mean, I'm an actor, so if I'm watching a movie about uh, an actor playing a bitch-ass clown, I, I can't <laughs> not love it. I, I thought that the movie was wonderfully pathetic, and I, I just, I, I can't say enough great things about it. I knew that Joaquin Phoenix was going to win the Golden Globe for his performance, and I yeah. think he deserved it. I, I think that it's an awesome movie. I think that if you bring your baggage from the comics with you, well, that's fucking on you because it's not about that character. It's about this bitch-ass clown. <laughs> I, I love how they made the, the Joker best. not cool. That legitimately is my favorite okay. part of the movie. Two no, things. I agree. One, the thing is, is I, d- I do agree with it being a great movie. I think that the reason, one of the reasons I like it because it's also on my top ten list is because it's starting to show people, just like with the Watchmen adaptation, that comic books can be a mature subject matter to tell a story. Yeah. We, yeah. we have forgotten Yeah, that. but this doesn't even feel Where like a comic the, book movie. This feels... But that, that's the thing, though. Yeah. That's what makes it interesting and unique, is we're taking a comic book character, putting him in a movie, and it's a movie. It's not a DC movie. It's not a combo movie. It's a movie that just happens to star Joker in it. It's closer yeah. to Nightcrawler, You Were Never Really Here, than, say, even fucking Logan, Deadpool, The Dark Knight, all the other serious 
R-rated comic book movies we've gotten besides The Dark Knight. Yeah, it, you know? it definitely yeah. feels a lot like Nightcrawler. I totally can see that. Yeah, yeah, and I would say that uh, right behind 1917, it's one of the best shot movies of the year, too. Just all the camera work in it is fantastic. From yeah. point for it, it has a lot of depth <laughs> to it that I did. One of the good parts. <laughs> I know. Jack's the one who's not as crazy about this movie, too. Oh, yeah, this is the most like, oh, here 6 out of 10 movie I've seen oh. in the year. <laughs> I'll say that, like, no, you're fully right about Joaquin. Joaquin fully brings it, and deservedly so. So any, any award he gets for it is fully, like, there. My whole thing, I'll, I'm gonna keep it brief. It's a movie that feels like it has something to say and doesn't when it really, really doesn't. I, I disagree. <laughs> I think it says a lot, and you just gotta pay attention to it. it, it uh, if anything, the me- the message it has is fuck. If you have a mentally Ill- if you have a mental illness, fuck no, you, dude. Well, there's there's a lot of depth to it. There's a lot of depth to it. Basically, what it's saying. Considering every single mentally ill person is criminalized, like shit, yeah. Shaq. Yeah, Not every single. Come. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Shaq. Okay, wait, wait. Gotham's wait. To defend Shaq, he's not wrong about how the movie treats mental illness. But the thing about Todd Phillips is he's trying so hard to send the message. Is he's trying to criticize the mental health uh, uh, industry? But he's doing it in such a weird way. So Shaq isn't entirely It's wrong, not a weird way. He's, he's doing it from different angles. He's, he's doing it from different angles and showing in different ways how people don't give a shit about this guy. It's like, oh, well, the fucking government, they don't give a shit about you so we can't meet up again. Eh, I don't fucking care you should have a gun. Here, have one anyway. When people talk smack about it like that, dude, that one scene alone in the hospital where he drops the gun on the floor, that sums oh, it up. Yeah. That was unbelievably stupid. Yeah, no, I, I remember we uh, we saw this in the theater because Paloma was still up in uh, Illinois with us, and uh, Lexi and Paloma like had their like mouse covered, totally We're just embarrassed. Like, oh my gosh, <laughs> the secondhand embarrassment is like palpable. Because <laughs> like, ah. it's, it's that wonderful. Scene, that scene is honestly genuinely hilarious, as horrifying as. There's it is. a lot of funny yeah, parts to it, man. But the thing is, is that like any kind of like okay, this is like kind of building up to stuff. That like the big speech he has at the end. Is such bullshit because that, that's what that's, that's what the point though. That, no, it, it's yeah, coming from a crazy person, this movie dude. Has nothing. This movie has nothing to like. Whatever it's trying to aspire to, this movie really doesn't have any of. I it. think it works so on multiple so levels, like, man. I'll, I'll give it. Like, I'll give it the point that it's very, very well crafted, and it is does do what it set out to do in the uh, in the sense that like it's a comic book movie that's not a comic book movie. Anything else that try anything deeper that it has to say. It absolutely fails. I, I disagree. I think that it. this is the last thing I'll say about it before I move on, but I just think that what's wonderful about it is that it works in a way where it's also kind of just a dark comedy. There are things in that movie, just basic storytelling, like the images on screen, those, are, those placate to, like, classic clowning and shit like that. Like, watching the sad clown get beat up and then his fucking flower lazily spits out water. Or just even more simple than that, man, watching (laughs) the sad clown open an empty mailbox is fucking amazing. And I stand by that. Hey, uh, you watching the Murray Franklin show later tonight? Uh, (laughs) I don't understand that reference. Okay, uh, next, uh, my, okay, now into my top five, right? Yeah. Uh, the numbers are all fucked up because I added in a movie that I recently saw. Um, my yeah, my uh, my number five is Parasite. Uh, it's it's the hype <laughs> man. It's it's a really really smart movie, and uh, it'll make some people feel uncomfortable. I think it'll it has good twists and turns, and uh, I hope we get more movies like that that are just inspired. Yeah, everybody but London loves it. Watch so. Snowpiercer. Yeah, yeah. Who, who doesn't I love it? I don't think it's that great. Not as me. me. Oh, <laughs> well, it's no Alito <laughs> Battle Angel, yeah, right? Run, run, but run, what is? Bring it. I don't know. Between me and Shaq, one of us is going to be this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, stop being so selfish. Hey, I gotta say, like Alan, for once you're not like the angriest person on the podcast. Good <laughs> <laughs> me today. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm okay, I saved it up for that, Brad. Look, I saved it up for that Brad Stark rant, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah I just uh, think the movie's overrated. Whatever. <laughs> I, it's it's not. What's your uh, number four, man? My number four is The Lighthouse. Uh, oh, yeah. At first when I saw it, I was like, why is this not hitting me like how I thought it would? And it was because I'd watched <laughs> the trailer so much 
that a lot of that that like that like that sound had become very numb to me. But then I went to go see it a second time, and a lot of my issues with the movie is that a lot of the dialogue comes across almost as nonsense. But that's the point because they're fucking drunk sailors and. I'll describe this the same way I did in my short review I wrote. This is the greatest video of two guys fighting over a can of beans on the beach I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was... Why'd well, you spill your and, beans? And uh, shout out to whoever wrangled the birds in this movie. Holy fucking shit. Like, yeah, best it was performance. a mixture of actual birds and puppets from what I heard. Yeah. So. Wow. Best performance from an animal I've ever seen in my life. Just... Amazing. Dickhead Seagull. Yeah. <laughs> yeah better Seagull. than the dog and I am legend. Yes. Better. Much better. Uh, ah, yeah. best supporting actor or actress, Sam. Dude, everyone loves a villain, and we love that hero of the dog who dies in I Am Legend, but dude, this bird is a motherfucker. Wait till you meet him. <laughs> uh, what was the name of the goat heredi- the, in uh the Witch? Uh, Black Phillip. Adam. Black Phillip. Black, Black Adam. Phillip? Yeah. Oh, is Black, Black Adam? Phillip? No, no, I think it's a Marvel villain? or a DC Black character, right? Yeah, that's a, I think Black Phillip. Black Sorry, guys. No, it's not. Black Adam is the villain from Shazam. Anyway. Or, <laughs> anyway. or he should have been. Uh, number three, Uncut Gems. Uh, I think the Safdie brothers are going to blow up. I think they're some of the best working directors. Uh, there was a lot of that uh, colorful bullshit nonsense in this movie, which is one of my favorite things in the world to see on a big screen. Uh, I oh, think I agree. I think that uh, Kevin Garnett is a really talented actor, and it doesn't make any <laughs> fucking sense. Uh, He's so good. Why is he so? I good? think it's because hey, LeBron James can do it. Anybody can. Uh, look, no. it turns out he's really bad at basketball, but really good. At oh! he I'm kidding. I'm the, kidding. But the thing is, is oh those directors again coming back to them. I was just about to say they, I think, are the reason why he gives such a good performance because they are known now. That's a thing where they get non-actors and make them give these amazing performances. Anyone who's think, seen yeah, like a Rossen. good time in that oh, movie, the yeah. guy who works in the bail office, that guy was just some fat Jewish guy who who's like works with bail sometimes, and they're just <laughs> and, and they just like brought him in and he fucking killed it. Like it was the, so believable. So if you haven't seen a, the social worker, huh? the social worker was our lawyer. You oh. know the guy in the beginning. Oh yeah 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 yeah. He was a right lawyer. right. Yeah, and and lawyers do a lot of acting because they lie for a living. Um, I have three of them in my family, so I know. Yeah, exactly. My mom's a lawyer. How do you think I grew up to be an actor? Either way, I think I think that the ending is. uh, I think the ending is really dark for this movie, and it's going to upset some people. But um, suck my dick. It's funny because it's dark, but it's wow. it's pretty much where the movie was going to go. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense, and it it's not a good ending for anyone. And, and yeah, when that portal scene shows up, man, it was. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, my number two movie uh, is nineteen seventeen. Yes. Saw it yesterday. Uh, it's it's really crazy how you can take so many cliches, so many references through like a hundred years of cinema and and still pull out with something completely original and and really just jaw-dropping. Like, when people say that things have sharp writing, I challenge someone to bring me a better script than besides one other movie I'm going to mention after this, than 1917. Because... There are some lines in 1917 that just, like, they knock it out of the fucking park. Like, they're just, they're brilliant for so many reasons. But this movie, it it has amazing imagery. Uh, The underlying message of just being a metaphor for life, which I know, like, it sounds like I'm really pulling at straws, but I'm not. The the opening image of the movie is flowers. Like, this shit is... It's fucking phenomenal. Like, this is the new test. Like, if people tell you they don't like 1917, but they love Rise of the Skywalker, they're dummy. That's the new test, guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I saw it last night, and the the tension that you feel throughout the entire movie is so palpable. And the fucking... 
I, I know a lot of Dude, the characters are amazing. To the fact that it's made to be one shot, but it never feels gimmicky when it is. No, I noticed a lot of cuts. That's one thing, but I don't take that as like a like a knock against the movie. Like oh yeah, that's why I said made to be one shot, not just one shot. Yeah. No, I will say though that movie makes me hate rats more than ever now. Cause, oh goodness, <laughs> my cousin Dude, hates don't even rats. Get me started on the rats he, in World War One. He oh had a lot God. of issues with the movie, and I think they are all just the rats. <laughs> <laughs> Those rats, man, they were they were the true antagonists of the film. Yeah. Just saying. But anyways, uh, number one. Let's my number one, and before anyone challenges me on this, I don't care. If something oh, was released in a festival if you put cats on here. In, in one year and 20 people saw it and said it was great, then it comes out in February of 2019. That, to me, is a release in 2019. My number one movie and my favorite <laughs> movie of all time is Frozen 2. No. <laughs> no, I had okay. to do it one more time. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's it's climax. Uh this is not a movie for everyone. Uh I think that this is Oh god, no it isn't. It, it's, oh yeah. It's Have you seen it, Justin? No, but I was there when uh, Shaq saw it for Tiff, um, when he reviewed it and man, the stories he had to say about it. I am in the same boat as you. It's not in my top 10, but it's like in my top 25. At I, this point, you might as well just list your fucking top 10. Get out of here. <laughs> but I, uh, I just want to say, uh, the reason why I love the movie as much as I do is, I, when I was, like, after I graduated, I wrote out a bunch of ideas I had for movies. And I had some idea for, like, a movie with only music, and I didn't even know how exactly I was going to do it, but when I saw this, I was like... Well, fuck it. Someone already did this, and they did it to the best fucking possibilities. I have an upper hand. I speak French, so I didn't have to watch the movie with subtitles. So that oh. took it to another level for me. But the choreography in this movie... Like, when people say that character development can happen through action scenes and all this other stuff... Watch character development through fucking dancing, and that will blow your mind. I I think that this is one of my favorite movies I'll ever see in my life. I think that it's horrifying. It's really scary. It's Gaspar Noé doing what he does best, making movies that have rape in them. I I, I can't I, I I can't recommend it enough. I give it five out of five rapes. God. <laughs> Damn! Really? I think. Uh, Can we I edit think that part? You couldn't have ended that worse. Just, ed- just edit it. It's like ten Look, out of ten grapes. I think my biggest selling point <laughs> to that movie is there's about forty minutes where the camera is upside down and it makes sense for the movie. Wow. Huh. Yeah. No. And the, I saw that opening dance number they did the, uh, the that long tracking shot and it's pretty freaking incredible. To be the yeah, whole I mean, movie I'm is... only I'm only being blatant about that because I wouldn't want someone who's sensitive to something like that to go be like, oh, oh, recommend it, I'll go check it out. It's like, this is fucking intense. There is a moment where the movie goes from zero to 200, and it is fucking yeah. wild. From zero to kids. Yeah. Thank you for also, the warning, honestly. Like, genuinely thank you on that. I'm like, ah, I don't know. Yeah. It makes me yeah, uncomfortable. So. Can I just say... And maybe you're the only one I can discuss this with. Do you feel like us stole the opening shot from uh, Climax? Oh. No. No. I don't no, think so, right, but I think it's a Climax was released far before us even was in production. Not, not by trying, much. trying to take any not kind of credit me. away from a black man. I see how it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Here we go. I mean, anyway. just the opening shot. Because, like, the movie was already done in 2018. Yeah. Yeah. So Nathan, this is crazier than your conspiracy was, theory that listen, George Washington Carver didn't already, make peanut listen, butter. Us was probably already in production at that point. Yeah. Is yeah. Climax the untethered of Look, us? Jordan Peele's a time traveler, a- okay? Anyway, anyway. No, no, that's a solid list I was thinking. And, and Zero is uh, Rise of the Skywalker, greatest commercial of all time. <laughs> <laughs> No, the PS4, the PS3 commercial, D- uh, David, is the best fucking commercial. That didn't come out in You're crying baby. The different. Oh god, that. Yeah, yeah, I forgot that existed. Anyway, you forgot the uh, crying baby one. Yeah. Bradley, why don't we go with you? Uh, just uh, whatever your top is. 
All right, good. Because I got to get my kids to bed here soon. Yeah. I'll just speed through mine real quick. Say maybe like ten words after I say the title. My number okay. ten was also Ad Astra. Uh, this movie reminds me of my dad as Brad Pitt, actually, because my grandfather was an estranged, angry man with a lot of baggage. <laughs> <laughs> And also, I can't Shaq, tell this is real, uh, you sure. messaged me. I asked, uh, "What's that Astra like?" I think I was asking Davy about it because Davy really liked it, and I think you told me, "Oh, oh, oh it's Terrence Malick in space." Like <laughs> yeah, when you said Davey's that, I was like, well, "Damn, I got to see movie. this movie," and I loved it. My number nine is also us. I think doppelgangers are also horrifying, but I love uh, indulging in things I'm afraid of. Um, mostly I'm scared that not only will my doppelganger kill me and take over my life, but what if my wife likes him better? That's pretty scary to me. Yep. <laughs> Why do you think I'm never watching that fucking Dude, movie? Because I, I, I hate to night. tell you, Bradley, your doppelganger has a way bigger dick. <laughs> I mean, who knows, That's Desi? I, I wouldn't want to find out. <laughs> and if I did, what I'd be like, nice. Anyways, number eight. Uh, this was on your list, London. Tigers are not afraid. Hey. <laughs> I loved it. You know, kids in peril, working together, lost boy scenario. Ugh, yeah, made me cry. Number, what am I on? Seven, The Lighthouse. Uh, I could listen to William Defoe monologue about the sea for hours. So and I fart. Really enjoyed this. And fart. <laughs> and fart, yeah. Monologue and fart. And cook lobster. I mean, we all, I assume, would love his lobster, right? <laughs> anyway, like me lobster. And also, uh, the sea takes what it wants. Uh, I'm terrified of the sea as well. Loved this movie. Number, I, I lose track of my numbers. What is this? Six? Yeah. Marvel's Avengers Endgame. Uh, I've seen this so many times already. It never gets boring for me. My daughter, who's a huge fan of Captain America, she flips Yay. the freak out every time he's worthy. Ooh. And uh, <laughs> that touches my heart every time. It makes me think she'll grow up and help people. So that's what superhero movies, I think, are supposed to do. Number five, A Marriage Story. That hasn't been on anyone's list yet. I have this buddy who uh, went through a horrible divorce, and he still talks about it, and it's annoying as hell. So I think it's cool that this film proposes maybe you can survive a breakup. Let's explore that kind of journey. So enjoyed that very much. Number four is Jojo Rabbit. We don't have to talk about that. Number three <laughs> is The Farewell. Ooh. I think uh, since all of us are going to die someday, I personally uh, well, like I the message of this film, that maybe we should think about death as more of an end and burden the uh, grief that... How oh, I'm losing my train of thought here. I like the idea that maybe we should burden someone's grief that is passing away and then they get to enjoy the last moments of their life very much. Because, as I've said before, death comes very suddenly, even when it doesn't. So this movie is very poignant in in these themes. And uh, Aquafina is absolutely fantastic. I know that she was surprised she won her Golden Globe for this performance. I wasn't surprised at all. It was well-deserved. Number two, The Last Black Man in San Francisco. I love San Francisco. I miss San Francisco. I love that this film proposes that perhaps we're why the places we live are great, not why what's happening to them. And it really moved me as well. I enjoyed the music. I think it's insane that Best Cinematographer isn't being talked about when that discussion is going on. Some of these shots are absolutely fantastic. One of the most beautiful shots I've seen in the Golden Gate Bridge in a long time so i recommend this to everybody and my number one is parasite which i'll say is amazing fantastic and that's that yeah okay all right <laughs> thank you <London. laughs> <Fantastic>. <laughs> but anyways no that's that's great brad yeah brad brad yeah anyways um yeah so then paloma i know you have to leave soon too so why don't yeah. you go ahead and go through yours okay well, I've got two lists, film intelligence, so I'll try to go by it fast. Um, number 10 is Captain Marvel. I know a lot of people don't like it, but I really en- enjoy it. Um, and like number it. 9 <laughs> is The Farewell. I uh, saw it the other day and really just thought the whole performances were really brilliant. And I you know, I laughed and cried, and I just thought it was very emotionally brilliant. Aquafina was amazing. Uh, Honey Boy, 
Uh, was that number eight? Ooh. Ooh. Um, that was a really great film as well. Then seven, Parasite. Six, Jojo Rabbit. Two, the I mean five, the the two popes. Four, Pain and Glory. Three, Marriage Story. Two, Joker. One, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And then we were television. Wow. And number ten is Stranger Things, uh, season three. Then okay. n- number yeah. nine is The Boys. Then number eight is When They See Us. Number seven is Mindhunter. Number six is Killing Eve. Yes. Uh, number five is Succession. Number four is Unbelievable. Number three is The Crown. Number two is His Dark Materials. And number one is The Watchmen. Hmm. Woo! Wow. Yeah, good list. Nice, nice, nice list. Yeah. Blitz through it. Unlike y'all motherfuckers monologuing. <laughs> oh, 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 Shaq, I wonder how long it's going to take you to get through Parasite when you oh, get I'm to it. Qu- I'm going to be quick. Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> so exactly. Your Parasite right, one more time. <laughs> yeah. Hey, no, that's a very solid list. I mean, you had some good picks on there. I, I still need to see Unbelievable. That that show, oh, I hear so many uh, things about it. Yes, you do, and be prepared. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant... Undone. That's one of my favorite TV shows. We reviewed it. He was on the review. Yeah. No, I'm ble- I mean, no. I liked Undone too, but Unbelievable is what I, yeah. Yeah. No, fair enough. All right, then, uh, you know what? Shaq, you, you talk to talk is going quick. Why don't you go ahead and do that? <laughs> yeah, right, let's okay. see. Okay, number 10, Uncut Gems. Most anxiety inducing movie of the year. <laughs> yep. Adam Sandler deserves that Oscar, which is the weirdest sentence I've ever thought I'll ever say. <laughs> number nine, <Yeah. laughs> number nine, Hustlers. Max, go yes. fuck yourself. That movie fucking rules. That movie's um, incredible. The like the opening mm-hmm. dance for Je- for uh, Jennifer Lopez shows up is one of the most immaculate things I've ever seen, and I just love the genuine friendship between all these women. Yes. Number eight is Knives Out. One of the best yes. scripts I've uh, seen, the, like one of the best screenplays I've seen this year. Every cast member is just on point. I want more movies of Daniel Craig doing a weirder and weirder accent. You're gonna get <laughs> one pretty soon. <laughs> Number seven is The Farewell. It made me want to call my grandmother and tell her I loved her Aww. for no apparent reason because that movie's fucking beautiful. Number six is Climax. Maybe you know what? Scratch what I said about Uncut Gems. This is the most anxiety-inducing movie of the <laughs> yeah. year. Um. I was stressed, and as an, uh, and unlike uh, what's his name, uh, like Julian says, I can also speak French, but to the, to the extent where technically English is my second language, so I j'ai complètement compris tout sans le sous-titre. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, d'accord, Number j'attends five. ton accent. <laughs> J'en ai pas besoin. Um, <laughs> to translate, Number, he really liked Number the movie. Five. Julian liked his accent, and that's it. <laughs> that's not what I Number said. Fi- <laughs> Number five. Number five is Waves, a movie mm. I came in knowing absolutely nothing, and I went through an emotional roller coaster with this shit. Everyone was just so, so good. This movie's, it's, it's a lot, and some of it is kind of messy, but just the pure emotion behind it, I loved all of it. Uh, number four is The Last Black Man in San Francisco, for pretty much the reasons that uh, Bradley mentioned. It's one of the most beautiful things I've seen this year. The performances are on point this movie is just gorgeously shot it makes me fall in love with san francisco a city i've never been to um but i understood every single bit of like just feeling behind like all the feelings of love and rage at like the city how it's changed but at the same time you still love it deep down um number three is john wick chapter three which yes. is action perfection what um Yes. yes. That's out of nowhere. That's the reason it got on the one of us, because there's a bunch of us that love that fucking movie. Yes, that movie fucking rules. Um, every like, This, I think, is the best out of the three. It's Ugh. the one that has some of the best action sequences. I like the, the addition to the world that they've added. I thought they, those were fucking wonderful. Um... And it's got a bunch of dogs biting people in the dick for like. There's a dog <laughs> choreographed act, dude. There's a dog choreographed action scene in this dude, fucking movie. Did you just it's, admit to being a furry? What? No. What? 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 Talked about so dogs bad? biting you dicks. That from the, you weird motherfucker. <laughs> Number two is Avengers Endgame. This is my equivalent to Return of the King, where it's like the perfect, satisfying conclusion to a a saga I've loved since I was 15. And things that I never thought I'd ever see as a comic book reader, they did all of it. Anything anything left that there was to do, they did it here. And number one is Parasite, where Parasite, I think, is an absolute perfect film where literally not a second is wasted. Not a single line is wasted. Not a single shot is wasted. Everything is immaculate in a way that I've literally never seen before. Like, it's a movie where even if you took the twist out of it, it's perfect. 
this movie is everything. So yeah, that's my ten. Time. Boom. Damn. I actually really enjoyed your list, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. It was all right. <laughs> well, Nick, you enjoyed it so much. I want you to go next. Uh, how about you give us your time? Uh, I'm fucking scared now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> into the fire. I know people are not going to like that. I chose this as number ten, but Terminator Dark Fate. Yeah! Oh, oh my god. Yeah. Do it, I dug this do movie it. Is because everything I wanted to see them in, in this movie, I got, and then more. Uh, and the reason why is because the trailers were fucking terrible. The trailers were, were awful, and it took every expectation I had the year prior to knowing that this movie was going to be coming out, and yeah, like, I was expecting bullshit. And then with the, and spoilers, by the way, for the first five seconds of the movie, but like, yeah, right away, the movie was able to just kind of shock you from the bullshit you've been experiencing with the Terminator franchise. It said, yo, we're going to kill this one particular character that's been holding this franchise back forever, and we're moving on. You know, and it's time for you guys to move on for Terminator 2 as well. We're not going to be as good as Terminator 2, but we're moving on. And it was like, you know what? Thank you. Because it's been a while. I, Terminator 2 is still better, yes, but not everything's going to have to be the most amazing fucking movie in the world. So I appreciate that. Terminator Dark Fate was amazing. That's my number 10. Number 9 is Us. I think everything has pretty much been said about us so far as far as this podcast goes. But I will say that Us, um, I did like more than Get Out just because of the fact that I feel like this movie and Jordan Peele in general wrote this for an audience that's supposed to be wide. Um, look, I'm not saying that this is a, a bad thing about Get Out, but, you know, I I don't, I don't feel what Daniel Kalia felt. You know what I mean? I've never been in a situation where a bunch of white people are trying to kill me or enslave me. Uh, <laughs> what a privileged life you live. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like it's one of those things where it's just not going to affect me as much as it's going to affect black people and you know I'm not saying that any black person listening to this is going to be like oh you don't give a shit about us well it's like yeah you don't give a shit about us <laughs> what's wrong with you <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm with Shaq on this one I'm sorry buddy <laughs> <coughs> Pet Cemetery. Um, I think that when a movie is remade and is able to surprise what? me still I gotta give wait wow. Pet Cemetery. <laughs> You live Jesus. your truth, man. No. no, it means pet graveyard. Okay, proceed. John Lithgow was creepy as fuck in this thing. Uh, the, the cat was very, very creepy. There was moments, and I'm a cat guy, so like, you know, when you see, you know, torture being done or death or whatever the fuck happening to animals, especially cats, is going to affect me more than most. Um, I know. The biggest thing here is I, I love John Lithgow. I mean, I loved him in Dexter. You know what I mean? I like when he's doing anything, really. He's great in Dexter. He's silly as fuck in this movie. I laughed my ass off in the theater. I'm sorry. I just gotta say that. You can proceed, though. But I feel like the atmosphere is great, and here's the biggest thing about this, too, is that me being a horror guy, you're gonna notice a lot of that kind of happening on this list, but the biggest thing here is that the first Pet Cemetery, I could not fucking stand. I do not like that movie. I do not like the sequel that Edward Furlong's in, speaking of John Connor and everything. Uh, I think that the sequel was terrible. I don't know why they remade this. It was so stupid. So when I came into this, I was like, I'm ready to talk shit about this. I was writing notes in my fucking notes app so I could talk shit on the chat tab the next night. And I had to stop because I'm like, this is fucking amazing. So it is what it is. Number seven, Toy Story 4. Um, I didn't think Toy Story 3 was going to be a movie that could be defeated. And I was right. But this came close. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the movie flirts with the idea of suicide, self-doubt, and the need to ha- to move on from what you love, and I think it does all three of those things in a lightheartedness that kids can still enjoy without being like fucked up in the head afterwards. So, <laughs> I-, I love Toy Story 4, man. You know, the nicer side of suicide. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, number six, Child's Play. I fuck, you, man. How are we? Oh, that's, that's really high <laughs> for that. How am I just friends so with fun? you? This is a list. <laughs> I say I do the same thing I said about Pet Cemetery. I had expectations because this is a remake, and yet everything I predicted, I was fucking wrong. This took me for a ride. It showed me, it showed me being incorrect, and I am incorrect a lot. You know, many people probably say, but at the same time, uh, I'd say even a couple times during this list, though. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> but I fucking had a good time. I think that uh, Mark Hamill. I, I wasn't. I don't like Luke Skywalker. I'm not a big Star Wars fan. I don't like the Joker from the anime series. I don't give a shit. But him, what? Chucky. I, I love Mark Hamill's Chucky. That was. A very good job. It was funny as well as very, very creepy. Um, certain moments stuck with my head uh, when I went to sleep. And this would have been very, very high on my list, way higher than it is. But I think the ending was one of the worst horror movie endings since It Chapter 2. Uh, I think that this was a terrible fucking ending. And I really? laughed my ass. Well, that was pretty recently. This is a man that's also seen all the Freddy movies and all the Jason movies. And that was the worst ending? Oh, my God. And also all the Leprechaun movies. <laughs> Wait, you I, I, I will say, though, Nick, you are right. This is how they should go about doing remakes of these horror movies. Like, if you're going to do it... Yeah, making them terrible. Shut the fuck up. If you're going to do it, then you change it and do it in a different way. Like, one is voodoo, and this one is computers. It's totally different. 
And you modernize the character, you modernize the concept too. It's like, when they do Freddy Krueger, I don't want to do the whole, like, well, you know, we burned him alive and he was a child molester. Like, can we stop with that shit? No, we, we banned him off Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm friend at three, Elm Street. <laughs> I'm friend at three, a nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> <laughs> Number five, uh, I, I almost don't even want to say this because people are going to get mad, but I fucking had a great time. Uh, Ma. And really? Oh, yeah. I. Yeah, I tried to tell them. There are better horror the movies. The only thing bad about Ma is it didn't go as crazy as it could have. No, and that's its the only thing. Ma's a terrible movie from start to finish. No, it's not. I didn't have any expectations, low, low or high, and the movie kept me on my toes. Like, I'd be comfortable, and then within seconds, I'm interested in seeing gore, but then I'm feeling sorry for a villain, but then I want a villain to win, but then I react to a twist. And then before I know it, the movie's over, and I'm like, okay, damn, I guess I was on a fucking ride, like a roller coaster or something. Like, I didn't even know, because the movie's just gone. And, I don't know, I, this movie had no business being as good as it was. And being as short as it was, and always moving, you know, as long as the story was continually progressing, I'm like, this was made for an audience. This was made for an audience who doesn't have a lot of time to be sitting here for three-hour epics thinking this movie is fucking amazing. It was like, no, we're small. We're ma, you know, have some time, chill with us for an hour and a half, and we'll give you a good fucking roller coaster. And I think this did that perfectly. It was a good Blumhouse movie. Did you not see, like, Ready or Not or <laughs> Dr. Sleep oh, you or Crawl? Yeah, you love Ready or Not, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, I saw American Hunt. Uh, uh, is no, that, is that next on your list? I don't even know what that is. You, you don't know worst screeners to just, start off with. I'll just, just listen to the review and you'll know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Number four, Godzilla King of the Monsters. Yeah! <laughs> yes! Uh, no. <laughs> Look, the more I thought about that movie, the more I hate it. I love that movie, and I would never put it on my top ten. <laughs> I wish I, I had enough courage to put that in my top Godzilla ten. I on my list, but it's so good. I love it. It's one of too, where I just, like, I mean, I've said this in the American Hunt review, uh, like, a week ago when it was my first review, and I told everybody, I'm like, I'm not a traditional reviewer. I don't, like, look at things and say, do you hit all the check checkpoints as far as, like, being a uh, great on-paper movie? It's like, no. I go for experiences. This is one of the best theatrical experiences I could have ever had. And yes, the movie had a bad script, the movie had annoying characters, silly tropes, and yes, some of the shots were hilariously bad, awkwardly p placed on Godzilla like it's a fucking car commercial. <laughs> nah, most of the <laughs> shots in that movie were pretty fucking badass. Yeah, shots. G give me a scene that doesn't look like we're just fucking screen capping this fucking thing. Man, those fight scenes were great, Alan. No, they yeah. weren't. Dude, those They were terrible. Were oh, they were not. Kong had better I mean, they were almost as oh, good yeah. as Alita Battle Angel or Frozen 2, but... <laughs> <laughs> Alita hey, Battle Angel, had some, Battle Angel had some fantastic sequences. Anyway. <laughs> I think that one of the biggest things about this, though, is that, you know, for me, when I watch a movie, when I buy a movie ticket, I'm not trying to see high art. I want an experience that I cannot get from my house, and this movie needs to be experienced with the most modern movie-watching technology, and I don't have that shit. So I went to the movie theater, and I came out like, fuck, I wish it was longer. I wish I could go I wish back I would do it with money. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I really wish I had more money so I could do this shit more often. I really like that movie, but you wish it was longer? What I mean in that sense, like, I wish my experience lasted longer. Because I had such a good time that after I was done, That's I, what she I said. wasn't done. It sounds That's like Nick came too early and he wasn't ready to be. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. The Rodan sequence came in and he was like, no! Godzilla. I just hope they have a better... No, I'm just saying, like, when I came out something like this, I was like, dude, Con vs. Godzilla, I want to see it now. I want to see it. I wish it was out, like, right now. I just wish have it was you, the same director. Ha have you seen the leaked gif where Kong punches fucking Godzilla in the face? awesome and i cannot wait but here's the thing number three marriage story yay one of my best home viewing experiences because i'm talking about theatrical stuff but here's one of the situations where this was my best home viewing experience um and the reason why is because the movie was so little going on had so much going on at the same time um like i think m driver and scarlett johansson proved that they are some of the most talented people in hollywood that need to stop being placed in projects that are below their capabilities because this movie like fuck star wars fuck avengers this is what you should be watching Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson do. Yeah. Um, sure. It starts a conversation. Like, if you watch this with a love of them, some people are saying don't watch this with somebody that you're married. Don't watch this with your girlfriend or wife. <laughs> I did. Too late. We already did. We you should. Did. <laughs> or you're about to break up with them. And they'd be like, see, I just saved us so yeah, much so you money. you can have your own marriage. The thing I fight. love is my parents both hated this movie, so I can't wait to see it. <laughs> The biggest thing, too, though, I think, when it, when it comes to watching something like this uh, with somebody that you love, is that it creates a good conversation. You get to see a bigger point of view of, like, how they look at situations. 
And it almost, uh, to be honest, like, I watched this twice and didn't complain. Like, I mean, you made me watch Blade Runner twice and I'm fucking bitching. But, like, this is such a rewatchable movie, especially after you know what happens at the end. So you have a different perspective of how things are going to go. You can start kind of, like, looking at it like a, like a, I don't know, a analyst or something. Like, it's really cool. You know, it's a really cool movie. And uh, for being on Netflix, like, this is one of the best Netflix things I've ever fucking seen. That's I mean, a Obar, but yeah. Well, compare this to Bright or something that was really big, like, two years ago or whatever. Like, I don't know. I, I really like that. I don't know. Anon is way better. <laughs> Number two, uh, this is the one time I uh, agree with Julian. Fuck, um, Joker. Really? Number two? <laughs> this movie is much like The Dark Knight, where I think it's a movie for adults that was disguised as a comic book movie for marketing purposes. Um, I think the movie is so good to be able to get away with the fact that it should be on Netflix because I gain nothing from watching this at movie theater because it's fucking boring. I mean, like what Patrick Kurtz always says to Julian, it is a boring movie. It's not boring. <laughs> Yes, it Shut is. up, Shaq. Yeah. By the way, by the way, uh, comment section. The best way to, to trigger that motherfucker is to just call Joker boring. <laughs> <laughs> but this one was very Joker rare. Joker is uh, boring. This one of those very rare moments where I think that a movie's tension, tone, and storytelling are so good that it keeps you at the edge of your seat, whether or not you're watching this at theater or whatever the fuck. And this reminds me of movies like End of Watch, Nightcrawler, Falling Down. Ooh. Good call on falling down, actually. ripped off to, to oblivion. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I, do, I do like the movie. Like, some of the things it reminds me of. Uh, he reminds me of Clatter a little bit, too. But uh, one movie that really, really, really reminds me of as far as like the experience watching it is my number one. And my number one is definitely Uncut Gems. I nice. fucking adore this movie so, so, so much. Um, I, endure, I adored uh, Good Time when it came out. But at the same time, I think it was getting so much talk that it kind of annoyed me a little bit like kind of like how you know like movies like twilight or whatever where people talk about so much that even if you haven't seen it you know you're gonna hate it because you're just sick of it i would never compare uncut gems with twilight i'm just saying yeah i i would they're both sparkling <laughs> <laughs> no i was thinking of a good time more in essence as far as a comparison but this i remember like people were kind of like okay it's gonna be cool but i mean m sandler so let's not get too excited yet and then <laughs> the first couple of reviews I saw, too, were kind of bad. People were just like, eh, Am Sandler's not that great, it's overhyped, blah, blah, blah. But I watched it, and they're probably right. Am Sandler's probably not as good as what people thought, but the Safety brothers, oh, my God. <laughs> the writing is fucking amazing. They made everybody uh, – Julia, this isn't her uh, – Julia's uh, – she's not actually an actress. This is her first movie. She looks like she's been doing this shit forever. They got one of the seniors from Frozen uh, – Frozen one. Adele's disease. Adele's disease. The weekend. What other fucking calls her? Yeah, the weekend. Yeah, uh, Kevin Garnett, a fucking basketball player, and everyone looks fucking amazing. Uh, the the music, the tension, the way they're able to shoot certain things like that. There's a scene in this fucking movie where people are stuck at a door. It's something as simple as like, uh, the door's not working, and they make it so tense that I felt. KG, quit pressing up against the glass. <laughs> And it scared me, like, this actually kind of, like, scared me as much as fucking, uh, like, horror movies did. Like, this is more, it affected me more than, like, Ma and Child's Play, big time. Well, it's yeah. so tense because they'll have, in any scene, they'll have, like, five people talking over each other at once to make the tension high. It's great. Dude, it's like, it's always sunny on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> there was, like, one scene where I was, like, just curling up in the, the seat, just being like, oh, my gosh, my anxiety levels are shooting right up through the roof. I'm like, ah! I will say, I'll say, I'll say one thing, though, before you continue. I don't know if y'all ever, like, looked up, like, articles or interviews about Julia Fox or whatever, but her life before Uncut Gems is about as crazy as the shit in Uncut Gems. Oh, wow. my gosh. Seriously. The sequel's going to be about her character. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, but, no, I got to tell you, because we're going to be doing our decade soon, uh, or, you know, top ten of the decade, and I've fought myself so much in the past month of just, like, dude, please don't go as hyperbolic as saying this is one of the best in the decade. At this point, it's either one or two of my best in the decade, and I was not expecting that much from it. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even going to think about Anna Sandler doing anything else cool. I don't give a fuck about Anna Sandler. I want to see more Safety Brothers because this is like the third time in a row that I've seen him do something that's amazing. Uh, Daddy Longlegs is another movie they did. Um, there's a few other ones too. I just kind of forgot them. But like these guys are fucking great and they're about to work on uh, this movie called 48 Hours, a remake of the one with A. Murphy. And Wait, Nick they're Murphy. actually doing it? Wait, they are? They what? Are? Wait, let me check. There's no Wait, way. Wait, they're actually uh, doing I gotta that. Verify. Did you see this on We Got that. This Covered? <laughs> no, it's on comicbook.com, If you saw okay? We Got This Covered, I'm going to <laughs> <laughs> No. Um, yeah, I forgot where I saw I could have sworn I saw it on Variety. Um, but yeah, man. Like, I mean, as far as I know, I mean, hey, things could probably change. Or maybe I could run. I don't know what the fuck. But. 
Oh my god, you're actually right. Yeah, <laughs> in December 2017, the Hollywood Reporter announced that the Savdies will helm the 48 Hours remakes with the script being written by Josh Savdie, Ron Brunson, and Gerard, Gerard Carmichael. Gerard <laughs> Butler, Honestly, Dude, I, I trust uh, anything they want to do. I trust anything they want to do, and if you've seen the original 48 Hours recently, it is far grittier than you remember it being, and I think they could be a perfect... Uh, Eddie Murphy shoots a man in cold blood. Yeah. I just think the Sadie Brothers had this weird thing of like, it's not even about being as creative as some people would probably say. It's really just like, look, stop being a movie and like, okay, in this world that we fucking currently live in outside of movies, how can you characters fit in my fucking world? Which is everyone's world watching the movie. And it's like, every movie I've seen, Robert Pattinson doesn't feel like he's playing a character. I feel like I'm watching Robert Pattinson lose his shit on Good Time. I think Adam Sandler's losing his shit on Uncut Gems. Like, I don't see actors. I see people. And it's, I mean, that's amazing. So, yeah, number one, Uncut Gems. And Satchel Brothers, you guys are the fucking shit. I cannot wait to see what's next. Indeed. Awesome. I like, I like that they make New York feel dangerous again. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, like, New York is hella gentrified, and like you kind of get used to it. You're like, oh, all right. When yeah, did New York stop being dangerous? They get invaded by no, aliens no, but, every no, year. But, like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, cinematically, there's ghosts like, popping like, out of okay, the sewers. Yeah, New York is, kinda Dude, whatever. New York is but, like, very this gentrified. This makes it feel like grime. Like it makes it, it makes you feel like '70s level like grime. Yeah, and you guys have people get turtles <laughs> in the sewers. He's not talking about superhero shit. He's talking about like just walking down the streets. Not like oh, like hipster eyes. Like people are getting. He gets asked me like several times in public, and no one gives a shit. <laughs> anyway, uh, I love hearing your kind of list, Nick, because you have such a variety, like uh, such a varying view on different movies. So it's- I knew he liked Ma and and, uh, and the new freaking <laughs> Pet Cemetery is the only one that truly upset me. Really, oh, Ma and Child's Play? Like I'm with those. Play, those Nick. are good. End of part three. I know it's been super long. We're almost done. Don't worry.